0: It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show. Heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, faithtalk1360.com. Please go to uh, rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear all of the shows on podcast over the last three and a half years or so. As this is a listener-guided show, you can also find a way to donate through the website as well. I have a great guest that I'm really excited about here today. I'm excited about all of our guests, but this one, very special. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ivan Wild, Commander of Salvation Army Southwest Division.
1: Hi, how are you? Uh,
0: Good. You can move up a little closer to the microphone. even Okay, good. And, um, Colonel, uh, before we begin diving into your great service, uh, please allow our worldwide audience to get to know a little bit about you. So uh, let us know about your, your back story. How did you get to this point in your life?
1: Sure. Well, I grew up in the Salvation Army. I'm a fourth-generation Salvationist, um, and my wife uh, is a fifth-generation Salvationist. Um, we actually met working at a Salvation Army summer camp. She was the cutest waitress, and I was a dishwasher. <laughs> and we'd go back every summer and eventually got married. Um, and then just kind of fell in love with ministry and working with people and seeing people's lives changed and uh, went to the Salvation Army's training college and then became Salvation Army officers. And 31 years later, I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona, my uh, second time around.
0: Well, uh, that that's uh, that's just great, <laughs> that's <laughs> and I get story. to meet you. And uh, we were just talking about the former colonel that I knew um, before before Ivan, but uh, Colonel Ivan, uh, thank you for your background story. And the theme line for Salvation Army is doing the most good. So please let us know. Let's go back a little bit in history. Sure. When did the Salvation Army begin and it and it came around as is an international movement and evangelical yeah. So, give us yeah. a give us. Let's talk about that.
1: Sure. Well, the Salvation Army was uh, founded in 1865 in uh, London, England, by a couple named William and Catherine Booth. William Booth was a Methodist preacher, um, and he had a heart for those on the streets, those who weren't really connecting with uh, the churches at the time. Uh, so he'd go out and evangelize, and people would get saved, um, and then started what was called the Christian Mission, basically your soup kitchen type ministries, and yeah. then that grew and developed and and then uh, someone had wor- used the word uh, William Booth and his volunteer army uh, because there was an army of people working together, and he didn't like the word volunteer, so he crossed it out, put the word salvation because it was about salvation, saving souls. And that became the Salvation Army. And with that then became this paramilitary structure that brought a lot of structure and infrastructure to the army, which then became a movement. And really, we see ourselves not as a church but as a a holiness movement and a movement, an army of God that wants to defeat poverty, to defeat homelessness, to defeat hunger, and uh, work with people to see the needs of people met.
0: I've never heard it uh, spread out like that but that's pretty cool
1: yeah it's a great it's yeah. a great story it's a long story uh, yeah. condensed there
0: no it's good and and uh,
1: Arizona uh, came into the light not too far uh, uh, from that no about 1893 the Salvation Army started uh, here in Arizona which if you think about it at the time that was pretty territory uh, territory and uh, they came literally on horses and and wagon trains they set up in uh, a saloon actually in Phoenix um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was called like the the Highway of Hell or something very uh, <laughs> provocative like that. And uh, that's where the first services were held. And through that um, grew and then became uh, – uh sorry the the name of the saloon was uh that would come in somewhere else it was road to ruins, oh okay, all right, pretty close, yeah, that's close <laughs> uh, and uh from that really grew into what it is today, you know over a hundred years later.
0: well, what did they see heat, they felt the heat, they saw the sand they you know
1: right, and, and of course, a lot of people migrating uh through and settling, and just kind of. Uh, a lot of mining camps um, that they, you know, in the various areas. And sure. so they would go out, and minister to those uh, with music, food. Um, and spread the gospel and be there for people. Um, and So it just really grew from that to what we're doing today. And
0: for some of our listeners uh, that really don't know the history of Arizona, so that's not too far away from statehood, right? 1914? Correct. So uh, you you guys had your feet on the ground and also full running.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) I I would like to think that we helped it become a state. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm sure they were involved with so many people uh, in the community at that time to really... Make uh, Phoenix, Arizona as a whole, a great place to live and just really serving uh, the, those that that were in need. And those needs
0: at that time are even greater needs now, probably.
1: Uh, yeah, I would definitely say so. Just yeah. obviously with the influx of people and the growing demand and what's gone on in, 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 in recent history. And, and the need is so great. Um, but the Salvation Army is there uh, to meet human need with, without discrimination and want to work with people to really – Uh, Offer hope. I think that's really the message behind what we do is to is to offer hope uh, by doing the most good. Well,
0: we're going to walk through, uh, and and we've got plenty of time to talk through the the many programs that you offer. Uh, But first, I I I picked up a quote from some out of the information that you sent us for uh, getting talking points together. Uh, Being a Salvation Army officer is a thrill ride with many twists turns and hills. Yeah, I'll have to. It's exhilarating, fast, tiring, and unexpected.
1: I definitely have to (laughs) point the finger at our PR (laughs) director on that one. Uh, He did quote me on that. Yeah, that's what it's been like for me. Thirty-one years as a Salvation Army officer, just seeing all kinds of things happen. Um, There are moments where you're going slow and you're trying to build programs and activities, and then all of a sudden you're you're shooting down, and just things are moving quickly. I mean, really, when I say a thrill ride, it's a thrill ride. It's it's a very spiritually. uplifting uh, thrill ride, a yeah. lot of a lot of satisfaction, knowing that um, people's lives are being changed. And so for me, that's exhilarating. When I see from a family off the streets, go through our programs and into sustainable living, uh, giving their lives to the Lord and just be holistically being healed, uh, that makes it worthwhile.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, let's begin exploring uh, the, some of the programs that we can get through over the last time uh, of the program um, let's start off with feeding the hungry yeah and I, I know that everybody thinks they know but you have so many programs that nobody knows anything about
1: yeah I, think. I think so I mean we obviously do the food boxes uh, which a lot of people are familiar with um and of course at the holiday season but just to kind of put it in perspective uh, last year uh, that we served about a million meals across um, Arizona. Uh, oh. that, that's, that's huge. And that's from emergency food boxes to uh, congregate meals to home-delivered meals to holiday meals. A couple of unique ones that we have that people may not know about, uh, for instance, in our some of our units like in Chandler and Prescott and Kingman, a couple other places, we have what's called a client-choice pantry. Um so it's not just getting a food box, but they're able to go in and walk through and pick out the foods uh that they like that um that are a little bit more maybe healthier, but also what is uh what they're accustomed to. And so it just really helps with that that dignity, that the fact that they're able to pick the things that's good for them and their family. So that's a really unique program that we have at a few of our places. Um another great one is Sierra Vista, we're able to partner with there with the community food bank. Um, They do a a drive through like four times a month for families that live in rural areas and not just with the food, but they can get clothes and other supplies. Um, So we're really serving those in the rural area. And then at the same location, we have a really incredible uh, culinary program for young people uh, where they learn to cook and where they're able to learn nutritional value in the way they prep food. And uh, it's just a great program. So uh, there's more, but those are just a couple of the ones that that we have. Um, It just continues on.
0: Well, let's talk about uh, shelter and additional services for the homeless.
1: Yeah, we definitely have some. uh, That's a huge need, I think, here in in Phoenix and across Arizona is uh, those that are unsheltered and how do we provide for them. Um, We do have a family um, crisis uh, shelter here in Phoenix. Uh, It's about 24 families at any given time. And the great thing about this program is is that we walk with them uh, through what we call case management, mm-hmm. and that we, we minister to the whole family. And one of the programs that most impressed me there is we have what's called a recreational therapy, and where the family comes to learn to play together, to do arts and crafts together. And at the end of their time, they, they work as a family and do a painting with a word that describes their experience. And so some of them, it nice. says hope mm-hmm. or love or peace. and. And uh, when I first got there, sometimes the families leave them uh, behind, and we put them on the wall. And uh, when I walked in my first tour of the building when I first arrived two years ago, I saw one of the paintings, and the word was WILD. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not joking. And so I, I made comments to it, obviously, because my name being Wild. And so yeah. the, the, uh, the shelter gave it to me as a Christmas gift. I can only think of Wild and Crazy Guy. That's all I can think of. Exactly. About. <laughs> but but, I, but I, put that, I put that in my office, and I have it in my office, and it just reminds me of all that, that happens yeah. there and the transformation that happens. And so that's part of our program there. One of the key elements of that is about 89% of those who go through that program go into sustainable housing. And so that's huge. So we're talking from yeah. living in cars. Uh, we're, we go out in the streets through what's called Project Hope. Uh, we start working with those families to get them ready to go into the shelter. Um, so you see a family from, the, from a, living in a car uh, into our program being healed and and just being loved and supported in in many aspects and then going into sustainable housing. uh, It's just that is a thrill ride.
0: Yeah. By any chance, do you work with do any work at all with Habitat?
1: Uh, Well, we do. We work and collaborate with a lot of of agencies um, and just because I think collectively, that's the the best approach, right? You know, the Salvation Army is unique in its giftedness, and then we partner with other groups and and whatever we can do. And the great thing here that I've noticed in Phoenix is the amount of agencies that are willing to come together. Sometimes people think, oh, you guys are competing with one another. We're not. We're actually collaborating because it really takes the resources that we all have to move those families or individuals into to better better positions in their life.
0: Well, and one thing that st- uh, jumped out at me, too, under this category uh, are veteran services. As a vet myself, mm. but veterans need a lot of help. I mean, you know, we're talking about mental uh, health. We're talking about su- sustaining health. We're talking about a lot of areas just in that one group, right?
1: You know, definitely. And we do have several uh, VA programs throughout the division. Uh, here in Phoenix. Actually, we just brought on an, a new person to kind of help us develop a, and expand the program with the, with our, our VAs. Um, and so that is an important program that we have. And we want to, again, we collaborate with whatever agencies that can come together to really support those who have served this country so well. So thank you for your service.
0: <laughs> well, it was an honor. Um, I, I'm just uh, uh, going to remind our, our audience now, if, if you've tuned in late, uh, to this episode of the uh, Rescuer's re- radio show, uh, Colonel Ivan Wild, or Colonel Ivan. Perfect. And uh, is our guest from Salvation Army. So let, let's move forward and go into some— uh, this is this one is a large category as well, adult rehab, re- mm-hmm. rehabilitation. And that's broad, right? Correct. It, uh, could be—
1: yeah, uh, it's any type of, uh, of um, addiction type behavior that uh, f- people find themselves in that's, you know, it's wreaked havoc on their lives and they want to get out of that. They want to overcome that. And so we have what's called the adult rehabilitation centers, um, mostly those who have gone through drug and alcohol addiction. But there are some others that have been addicted to other things. And so uh, we want to provide a safe place for them for healing. The important thing to know about this is, you know, a lot of times people say, "Oh, Salvation Army," and they think of the thrift stores, right? right. Um, that's uh, when I was growing up, worshiping in the Salvation Army. People, my friends would say, "Oh, you go to church at a thrift store," you know, <laughs> um, and uh, so people are familiar with the thrift store. But what I don't know if people fully understand is that that thrift store, that the the funds that come through that thrift store go directly, all of it goes directly to fund these adult rehabilitation centers because it's absolutely free. Uh, from uh, From anywhere from six months to a year, really? where an individual can go um, and receive the help through various support and wraparound services to get people um, out of out of addiction and again it 's an incredible um, statistically very high one I believe one of the highest in the nation uh, where people go through the program um, and they get healed from that, get delivered from the, those addictions and and remain sober for for years to come in fact there's quite a few Salvation Army officers who have gone through that program uh, now sober for a while and um, our Salvation Army officers are giving back. And so it's an incredible program. Uh, when you you see those trucks uh, on the road, yeah. uh, picking up clothes, um, the usually a lot of them are graduates um, and now working for the, the Salvation Army's adult rehabilitation centers. Um, and uh, the, those who work in the warehouse are all part of the program. And mm-hmm. so it's just a, a, a way to bring people back um, to give them hope and to give them structure, so they might receive the help needed in order to overcome these um, these s- situations they find themselves in.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, it's it's a big task.
1: It's, it's a task. It's it's a long task, and it's ever growing. It's forever growing. Yeah. And um, and if people uh, we're, we're very strict, uh, so if someone does use why they're in the program, they, they are asked to leave, but they're always welcome back. Um, and there's there's a, I go to the graduation ceremonies that happen usually on Wednesday nights. And uh, they'll give testimony that this is their second or third time, um, and the Salvation Army is always there to welcome them back, and they're so grateful for that. And the amount of time and patience that the staff has with those individuals is is amazing. It yeah. really shows uh, the love of God in action.
0: So— You've, you're everywhere in the state of Arizona.
1: Yeah, from Yuma to yeah. to Heber, which is our summer camp program. It's actually going on right now. 120 children are actually oh. at our uh, summer camp. I'm, I'm leaving here uh, to go there. My, my daughter is working there this summer. Um, but 120 children from the Phoenix um, areas, places where uh, children might be underserved. And they get to spend what we call the best week of their life at (laughs) camp. And uh, it's transformative, transformational for those young people.
0: Yeah. So um, and and you as the the colonel, Mm -hmm. you your reach goes outside of Arizona.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. We have um, from uh, Clark County, Las Vegas, all the way to uh, then the far edges of New Mexico, uh, Hobbs and and Clovis. And uh, we have programs there. Um, Las Vegas, we have what's called the Owens campus. It's about about four hundred people on any given day are sleeping in um, residential type emergency programs or transitional programs on on our campus there in Las Vegas plus many many other programs so it just continues
0: and you have beds and and whatever whatever their need is Correct. you it seems like you're a one-stop shop so to speak yeah I yeah. think
1: I think we like to look at it holistically yeah. you know what, what what's the basic need we go into community try to find out what is the basic need uh, where can we bring what uh, competencies that we have to that community collaborate and then kind of grow from there in Tucson we have a 150 bed shelter in, in Tucson um, that is very active it's pretty much always full um, working with people again helping them not just uh, given a cup of cold water which we do during heat relief or uh, <laughs> uh, you know 70,000 um, bottles of water distributed last year wow. um, but but giving a, a hand up it's not just a handout but a hand up and we really want to see people um, experience hope Compassion and ultimately for us, the love of God, um, mm-hmm. that can then move them into a place that's just better f- uh, for them and their and their families. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to the kids program. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I mentioned you you. talked about some. Yeah, I mentioned our our camping program, but we also have uh, youth programs again throughout the the what we call the division, the Southwest division. And here in Phoenix, Arizona, we have after-school tutoring programs. A lot of our units do uh, day camps, uh, so where uh, parents are you know working and and they're looking for childcare, they can they can go to the Salvation Army, go day camp in Phoenix, uh, in South Phoenix on Broadway. Uh, we have what's called the Croc Center. It's a massive facility, um, state of the art uh family youth recreational facility. Uh we have hundreds of children uh registered in basketball, soccer. And
0: that's the unit in Phoenix.
1: Correct. That's off of Fifteenth Street and or Fifteenth Avenue and uh Broadway.
0: I've been there. I, I matter of, matter of fact, I, I had a hard hat uh oh. preview. Of as it was was going up. But talk a little bit about the partnership between Salvation Army and McDonald's.
1: Yeah, well, that's uh, the family. Yeah, that's an incredible story. Um, uh, So, Joan and Ray Kroc, Ray Kroc, as if actually there's been a movie out uh, not so many years ago, but Ray uh, Kroc was was part of McDonald's, the the branding and and the franchising, and and became very successful in that. And uh, his wife, Joan, um, she was a, an advisory board member in the San Diego area. She was associated with the Salvation Army that way. Uh, always loved the Salvation Army. Um, gave uh, some gifts, um, but uh, on, on she left in her will or in estate uh, like one point five billion dollars to the Salvation Army. Just nice gift? Just uh, yeah, just a little gift. <laughs> um, to for the purpose though, here's the thing: is it was for the purpose to build these incredible state of the art facilities in underserved areas mm-hmm. that really has transformed the community of South Phoenix and yes. for us. And so it was the money was used to build but also to use for some endowment to help fund them. Now we still have to raise money for it um, the public has been really generous in that. Um, and so, so that we, we can have a long, sustainable program for many years to come. So, uh, yeah, so all those eating those hamburgers and French fries over the years is, <laughs> uh, you know, it's paid off. I've always liked McDonald's. So. <laughs> and they're still paid off. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah, just an incredible, yeah. I, I, I did not have the opportunity to, to meet, um, the Joan Crock, but from what I'm told, um, just a beautiful person who just had really a heart for people. And mm. the first one that built was in San Diego and, And from what I understand, she would talk to children in the area and say, you know, what, what is it that you had never done that you would love to do? And and apparently a little girl said, you know, ice skating. So she paid to build an ice skating rink uh, in San Diego. I have
0: a hard time believing that there's there's many more facilities around the country. Under the banner of of Salvation Army, that that
1: equals this one. I I don't know. I mean, the Salvation Army pretty has a fancy. It's a good one. It, yeah. we, in in the thirteen Western states, uh, we have about four or five. Um, there's one. Nice. Uh, in, the one in San Diego is okay. is really nice. Uh, I've been to the one in Hawaii, is really nice. Um, but and are these open to the public? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Any, anybody, anytime can come in. Uh, membership. We make sure that membership is is uh, is is. It's on a scale, yeah. and we're proud here in Phoenix. I'm going to boast because I'm <laughs> yeah, sure, I'm the colonel of the Southwest, you're here. The Southwest <laughs> Division. But out of uh, out of the nation, we offer the most scholarships uh, to people. So that nice. so we don't want uh, money to be a reason not to be a member. Right. So we have a sliding scale, and we do offer scholarships. Um, there's about 26 of these around the nation. Okay, yeah, and so this one, uh, it's, it's it's phenomenal. It's if, if you've never been. You're always welcome to do a tour, take a look it's at amazing. it. It's and, amazing. And then we have worship service there on Sunday, and about 200 people gather for worship there on Sunday as well. Um, it's just an incredible program.
0: I've seen a few uh, services at the amphitheater mm. inside that building. Yes, it's huge.
1: It's huge. <laughs> it's 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 state of the art. And it's I'm thinking, gorgeous. I'm thinking, where was this when I was uh, <laughs> when I was pastoring uh, Salvation Army units? But you know, I mean, it
0: has the lighting, the it's, sound. It's got everything. Yeah. everything fully equipped.
1: It's in, it's an indoor climbing yeah. uh, rock wall. Yes. It has a, a a pool with a with a slide and lazy river. <laughs> uh, the gymnasium is state of the art. Uh, workout room we have a boxing program um, we have youth programs, arts. Um, so it's it's incredible, and uh, we're very blessed to have it, and uh, we use it to good use. I think right now there's close to about seven thousand members that make use of it wow. in the in the general area. So nice. It's, it's, and it does so many other things. We offer programs like a financial literacy, um, tutoring type programs, after school programs. If
0: I remember right, on the second tier, there's classrooms.
1: Yeah, upstairs there's classrooms. Yeah. There's a school that is using it right now. There's okay. a library up there, so people. can go and study. Um, Like I said, it's it's great for our family, and we encourage you to come out and check it out. Absolutely.
0: So, um, uh, we're in our last five minutes here, but uh, if you were uh, to talk to somebody on the street right now, what do you think of Salvation Army? I bet you ninety percent of them say at Christmas time or holidays. Yeah, ringing the bell. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so that's our Red Kettle campaign. It's so iconic. Um, it started in the late eighteen hundreds in San Francisco. Um, someone put out a, a an officer put out a, a iron pot to to and put out the sign "Keep the soup hot." And then uh, for the sailors that came on the docks, put little money in there, and that grew into. Uh, what we have today um, and so that, all that money goes to help support uh, literally about 5,000, here in Phoenix, about 5,000 families that came through that received toys and, and food assistance for the holidays and so it's just become a, an incredible tradition in the Salvation Army but many, many families are touched by it and so, um, yeah, we love to, anybody that like to volunteer um, just, you know, check out our website, we're always looking for volunteers um, uh, you know, families have, if, will adopt a kettle Businesses will adopt a kettle and nice. they can do a little. Competition. I didn't know you could do that. Yes, you could do that. So this, okay. uh, so you and your friends here could so adopt, adopt a kettle, kettle ad- near you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, adopt a kettle <laughs> near you. And so, uh, you can go to our website, check out the information, and uh, and you start off ahead of the holidays,
0: ahead of the Christmas. Yeah,
1: we we try to start you know maybe the week before Thanksgiving to capture that crowd, and then we go usually all the way up to uh, depending on the day of the week, but all the way up to Christmas Eve. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything we haven't covered? Um I mean we've covered a lot it, yeah. I think at the end of it is that you know in the, the last minute and a half Yeah The Salvation Army again we're we're here to meet human need without discrimination whatever that need is and so we really want to work with people collaborate and just really get to the heart of the the situation if you want further information cuz we yes. have run out of where's time where's the contact information SalvationArmyPhoenix.org SalvationArmyPhoenix.org and you can check out all that we're doing and, and that covers the state Covers the all the state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, contact us if you have further questions. We'd love to give you tours of any of our facilities. And uh, we just appreciate the support of Phoenix. One more time, that website the Salvation Army
0: Phoenix.org. org. So, uh, Colonel Ivan, uh, you and Salvation Army are rescuers. Thank you. God bless you. And thank you for being on the show today.
1: Thank you. God bless you.